Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a grade cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the grade cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Grade Cricketer on the Diamond Tina Podcast Network. The Sri Lanka Test Squad has been announced. Gents, there was an ODI versus India. Maxwell was batting at number seven. We're going to talk about the Australian kit. Steve Smith's injured again. That's all before the World Cup squad gets announced on April 23. We've got to talk about Big Bash. We're talking about WBBL. We've got Steve O'Keefe on the show. We've got to the Telegraph's Ben Horn on the show. We're answering your questions using the hashtag AskTGC. My name's Ian Higgins and I'm joined by Sam Perry and Dave Edwards. Boys... Uh, happy New Year. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> mm. for the third time. Yes. It's a, it is a good time of year, he goes, I feel. I said an extremely controversial thing to you in the cafe before we came onto the show today, which is that like it's my favourite mm. two weeks of sport in Australia. Mm-hmm. If you consider that the Australian Open is on, mm-hmm. that the cricket is broadly on, I'm a, I'm a Premier League fan, everything's mm. still a little bit sleepy mm-hmm. and the sun is out, mm. uh, I'm really happy with it. I, I noted last night, Watching the cricket, you know, watching Darcy Short hit a thousand bombs. Mm. There, you know, one channel, Channel Seven, is doing the cricket. Channel Nine is doing Australian Open, mm. which it's is weird in itself. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and like one sport has no context, the BBL. The other has, you know, Federer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Evan Golbus is bowling on one channel. Yes. Yeah. Andy Murray's playing his final set ever, apparently. Yeah. Um, before he's cryogenically frozen. It's a good yeah. time of year. Yeah. Tough to get a cab here, though. There were too many people um, going to the tennis today. So, a little bit of an inconvenience for me good coming point. from the airport. Mm. Put good me point. out by about 10 minutes. So, I'm not happy. Well, I don't know what to start with, really, because, like, I mean, the, the ODI, there's an ODI series happening at the moment. The second game is today. Um, yeah, by the time this goes to where the second game will have been run one by India. Right. Uh, just, and what we're about to talk about will be redundant. Yeah, it just it just feels funny uh, to me, gents, because like um, the fact that the team is like it's a weakened team because all the bowls are getting a rest, et cetera, et cetera. And also, like obviously, Smith and Warner aren't, aren't in the squad. Mm. Um, and also, it's on a paywall, it's behind a paywall. So like the, the the ODIs are feeling less and less relevant, despite you know wowing us with a new kit. New retro kit. So, like, I don't. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I we'll don't. Do, know. We'll talk about that later. Like, maybe. It, we, I don't know how the fuck we won because India are amazing at one day. So, yeah. does this mean we're going to win the World Cup now? Yeah, I'd say, I would have. I would have thought so. I would. Yeah, would have thought that that two hundred and eighty eight run first innings would be sufficient. Mm. Uh, a sufficient style of innings to mm. go and win the World Cup uh, on a slow 
wicket. It was it was a weird game, wasn't it? And again, I'm just extremely conscious that as this goes goes to where there's going to be an actual one day yeah. that's happened, and mm-hmm. like that therefore means that what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about is literally eviscerated, uh, invisible, erased from our there's memories because be, any ODI yeah. match that isn't the last one doesn't exist anymore in our brains anymore. There's going to be six culture reviews by the time this goes to air. Mm. <laughs> yeah, India are somehow going to win this game by an innings even though it's a one-day game. It felt like a really weird like extended centre wicket from India when they were chasing our like 1990 score of 280 yeah. uh, where like Dhoni was on six off like 50 and they still yeah. like sort of almost caught up. <laughs> yeah, And then you're like... Yeah. Donny's like 40 years old, <laughs> but he's still the coolest guy in but cricket. I yeah. don't really – yeah, like when do you have to start accelerating in innings in one day? Because they just feel like they go forever. Like yeah. I've been so conditioned to T20 cricket. Yeah. Like get a fucking move on. Yeah. Like what did Donny get? 50 off 90. We're yeah. still talking about it. Yeah. I, I've never seen a batsman um, where he can just hit a six whenever he wants. Yeah. Like he was, he was yeah, a six off a million rocks. Yeah. And then Lion comes on and he goes, no, I'll just hit it for six now. And just yeah. launches his one into the members. Yeah. It's like, oh, why, didn't you, do why don't you do that every ball? Why you <laughs> yeah, cricket's easy. Does it like yeah. not make you very, very anxious watching these players now who are like so conditioned to like multitudes of one days at international level that like the idea of the scoring rate getting really high doesn't phase them. They actually mm. get more relaxed as it goes on because they can hit sixes at will. Whereas like when we played cricket, if it ever got above like five and over, it was like, oh. I must hit this. I must hit this anywhere and I can't because <laughs> yeah. I have no levers or arms or anything. And I'm going to go and get myself out now. I'm going to scoop a yeah. short cover and walk off the field and leave it to somebody <laughs> I else. I used to panic so much. Yeah, when so much panic. The run rate. I, I still like, panic watching others yeah. do it. You'd have to have a really calm mind, wouldn't you, to know mm. that I don't actually have to hit this at four. I can just work it around mm. that time, soak up these dot balls and then just explode at the end and back myself. Yeah. Well, the guy who exploded um, at the end was uh, <laughs> 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 Sharma. I was going to say Stoinis. Many people exploding over his rig. Uh, get, yeah. We'll talk and separately his, about and that. His new, and his new salad. Yes. Um, uh, Sharma has got like nine double hundreds in, in ODI <laughs> cricket. Yep. And like just some of the absolute monsters he hit off line. Oh, it's yeah. like just the cleanest hitting yeah. you're likely to see. Yeah. I'm really glad you guys are talking about this because I didn't actually watch this game because I was <laughs> okay. watching Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a great film out there. Yeah. Anyone should see it. And it <laughs> yeah. only should be watched at the theatre. It's not a small screen. So movie. once again, you're out there living your life. Yeah. Whilst, out there living whilst my cricket life. was on. Well, yeah. Norton How? Palace Cinema, beautiful Sunday night. Yeah. Edo's, uh, well, we can touch on this because like, cause a lot of people went back to cricket, went like it was, like it was back to school this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure that's a, it's a, well, in a... Those ads that came on, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. 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 Office Works. Kingsgrove yeah. is doing ads like, you know, Office Works and yeah. Doc Martens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Comic Sans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back to school, S yeah. around the wrong way. Yeah. yeah, some reason they're having a sale at the busiest time of year. It's a scam. It's not a sale. Um, so, but like people, people like went back to cricket at, mm. you know, this, this weekend just gone. And it was like, you know, after that like Christmas and New Year period where like you get a glimpse of what the real world is like, where like yeah. everyone's off work, you know, sure you lose track of the days, but like that's yeah. what, that's what weekends are like for Family, normal people. friends, nowhere yeah. to be, just hanging around. Going to the beach, just like picnics in the sun, oh, you know, just getting Sundresses. Oh, mm. just glorious. And then you go back to play like at some grim away ground mm. where like you're waiting for like the wicket to dry out Rady, until three yeah, o'clock. Trying to avoid syringes on the ground. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like a back to reality. Yeah, there, sure there was a tweet. Course. There was a tweet about that because obviously now every cricket club is on social media, thinking mm-hmm. that we all care about what is going on in their game. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, that's a harsh thing to say. I apologise. I withdraw it. <laughs> there was a um, 
there was a picture of a of a wet wicket or one of the, like an un, a, a wicket that had been uncovered and there was a couple of wet spots on it and I had a visceral reaction to go like call it off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know that feeling yeah. when you uncover a wicket and you're like, "There's a wet spot, you beauty." Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to face my anxiety anymore. And anyway, you know like, that, but they're going to spend four hours doing everything that man knows. I know with technology, you know, hair dryers, fucking, yeah. you know, putting hessian on to soak yeah. it up. All to no avail. Just, just call it off. Just yeah. leaving like those leaf blowers. I've never seen a leaf blower work ever. Yeah. It doesn't work. And then you've like got to get like petrol for the leaf blower later. Like you've got to leave to get, like, go to Bunnings yeah. down the road. It's just yeah, like... Yeah. Petrol's like $1.60. <laughs> <laughs> were you ever, ever one of those guys? At any point when you were threatened to be called off or that you were waiting around for a decision, were you ever one of those guys who genuinely in your heart of hearts wanted to get on no. and play? I, I can honestly say... That like I cannot remember ever wanting to play if there was a chance to not play, which I realise says more about me. Yeah, I do. I do remember a few times where I wanted to play, but that's because you. I had like the 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 angst of like, well, if this game gets called off, it's two o'clock on a Saturday. I've committed mm. the whole day to this thing. Like, what do oh. I do? And then there's like this like crippling reality of just like, oh, this is this is the thing that I do on weekends. Oh. I was the opposite. I, I mean, I just always wanted to get away as quickly as I could. And yeah, then I'd be like whispering to yeah. the umpire. Yeah, call no, call call. I would yeah, believe yeah. that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I but there's still thought- so much day left. You know, it's daylight. Savings yeah, as well. Yeah. So if you get away by eleven, you've yeah. got a whole day. But you could do anything, but you don't because then someone's like, "Well, we've got to get to the club house. Got to get around the yeah. club. Support the club. Support the sponsors." Yeah. So you have to day drink then. Yeah, and then well, everything yeah. just gets yeah. pushed forward like six hours. You still do exactly what you would have done if you finished at six p.m. But it starts at eleven a.m. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I thought that's what you were going to say. It's two p.m. and I had to face the crippling angst of the fact that I was going to drink for the rest of the day. You know, which is a separate <laughs> alcohol issue that many of us have. Mm. Uh, just on the anyway. Yeah, Stoinis bowled well. Yeah, really well. God, yeah, he can break a partnership, can't he? Oh, what yeah. about that salad? <laughs> Can we talk about the Australia 80s kit for a second? Because okay. uh, mm. a lot of people reacted very positively to it. It, mm. in many ways, erased all of our um, problems and yeah. issues with Australia's uh, systemic and humanitarian cultural issue in Australia <laughs> uh, that we have in cricket, um, which is good, which is really good from Australian, like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. from CA. But, but. Mm. You know, I'm an entitled millennial. Yep. It's a good kit. Where's the fucking canary lid? Right. Why go yeah, yeah, why yeah, go eighty five percent of the yeah, way yeah. there? Yep. I how, just, hard, <laughs> how hard is it? Yeah. And then they had the canary hat. Yeah, they had the canary Everything hat. Looked, it looked really it looked good. good. Really Real good. good. But where's the lid? Well they missed a trick there, didn't they? <laughs> I mean I actually thought that it was too eye poppingly bright. Like when I okay. turned on the TV and I saw those kits, like I my eyes actually hurt. <laughs> like I don't know, how did they get the fabric so bright? But didn't you not watch the game? No, but I watched the first, like, 30 <laughs> overs. Oh, no, 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 it's 30 Hang on, you just say that for comedy purposes. Yeah. <laughs> it was 30 overs. No, I just watched oh, the first 30. I, I caught a bit, just the first four hours yeah. of it. You guys talking about second innings. I didn't watch fucking second innings. Yeah, I agree, Adams. It was a bit like when we went to Perth for the first time ever, and yeah. it was like, it's fucking bright. Couldn't see Imagine it. if they wore that kid in Perth. I walked around with a fucking blindfold in Perth. <laughs> I, I could not. It's like Bird Box. Yeah. <laughs> Sandra Bullock meme. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good cultural reference earlier. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the, the kits, I've come to the realisation that like brands ruin kits. Mm. So like, I, I think... Or make them. They that's <laughs> Make true. or break. I think children make them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Um yeah, like when, when like the brands like plaster their name all over the front yeah, of the kit, that, yeah. that ruins it. Because I think our favourite kit would be like the 90s kit, like the lightning bolts. Yes. It's like that 
But that's probably like a, an age thing for do us. Do brands like, pay more for like surface area that they can consume on the kit, or yeah, is there strict so. style guides yeah, that real they have estate. to adhere to? Yeah. Real so estate. if you pay more, you get more real estate. So yeah. if you were a big brand with lots of money, could you just yeah. make the whole kit yeah. the brand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah. like Coles, I could, want to see that. Yeah. Like Coles and Woolies could just make like a bag. Yeah, just a big yeah. Woolies yeah. W. Yeah. <laughs> You, wear, you, have to, you have to wear a reusable yeah, bag yeah, yeah. when you're batting. 15 cents, though. 15 Wooden cents. Wouldn't put it past Cricket Australia. Um, hello, Kevin. Uh, yeah, so they nearly got there with the 80s kit. I'd like to see more of it. What I about, think. speaking of 80s, like MS Donny's pads, are they from yeah. the 80s? Yeah, Because they mm. fucking look like he's played 1,000 games in them. Is that actually a mm. style thing by the... Maker of the pads, or is that literally just weathering of pads? I think, or Tendorgo had the same thing. Wasn't Tendorgo have buckles until like the last yeah. like two years yeah. of his career? That's it's rock like, and roll. Oh, yeah, I'll try Velcro. Rock and roll. Fucking buckles are rock and roll. I guess like, when you get to a point where you can do whatever you want, it's like yeah. how like Maxwell sometimes bats without a lid, just bats yeah. with yeah. And, and it's like, oh, it's a bit yuck, but then he like reverse sweeps a six and you go, oh, fair play. Yeah. Same thing with Donny, just like your pads look shit, your shit, your, your stick shit. But you just hit but If you can do a reverse sweep, then everything is absolved. Everything's yeah, fine. Unless you play success in society. Yes. I mean, let's. You've, you've raised, you know, the the big talking point in Australian cricket. G Maxwell, oh, yeah. now shall we roll around in this? I mean, we are yeah. in Melbourne, which is the stronghold of the Maxwell yeah. um, mm-hmm. Appreciation Society, yeah. and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. Well, he's he's clearly one of Australia's best batsmen, but he can't get into a test squad to save his life. And then when he does play, only one day, as we slide him down at seven. Yeah. So, like, what? Like, has there been an instance? I can't think of a more recent instance where, like, a, another team has a, this mercurial player in their team and mm. they do everything they can to not use his services. Well, I feel like it's almost like when companies want to manage people out of their position. Like, if, I always like mm. to bring, you know, workplace metaphors into, yes. into the fold like here them. and that's mm. possibly my only role on this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, Maxwell... It's kind of like, you know, when a company doesn't want to terminate an employee directly, but they want to kind of make the environment really uncomfortable for yeah. them. They put them on like a performance, uh, like a PIP program. Yeah, they have yeah, to like yeah. well, hit all these KPIs. And, they, you know, yeah. next thing their office has been moved to like the basement or something. <laughs> Turn up, it's really... Yeah. You know, I feel like Cricket Australia is making, you know, giving Maxwell everything he, you know... Yeah. The, all the incentive he can have mm. to go and play IPL and just fuck off. Fuck yeah. it, you know, go and seek, find a new job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's just like, so... As we go to air, it's been about a week since there was this uh, like quite bizarre press conference where there was an exchange between a journo and Justin Langer about um, the story of Glenn Maxwell being told not to play county cricket right. because he would be on the A tour mm. and then being told, don't worry about the A tour, you're in the squad uh, and uh, for the tests and then being leapfrogged by Marnus Lebuskugni for that squad. He, he found out he wasn't in the test team when he was doing promotional stuff <laughs> for Cricket Australia whilst wearing a baggy green. That's oh, when he found out. Cuckolded. It's fucking the first, incredible. First word. Yeah. yeah. So first. I think like, so Langer was, you know, Langer got a bit pissed off in the press conference and then apologised and said like, you know, sorry for being grumpy and stuff. Like, I think it's like fairly explainable. So I can only guess that like Lehman's regime told him not to play county cricket and then obviously Lehman was involved in sandpaper. Mm. The Langer regime came in and Langer's claiming, oh, I didn't know about this. I didn't I didn't know about that. That can't be right that like Langer, even if Langer didn't say don't play county cricket, it can't be right that like he mm. didn't know 
mm. that Maxwell had been instructed this way, that Maxwell was of the mm. view, I'm going to... doesn't make any sense. Right. It, it yeah. feels to me very similar to the, the office in between seasons one and seasons two. It where does, like, doesn't it? Where Dave and Brent gets a secretary <laughs> and <laughs> then they realise that there's going to be some redundancies and he doesn't <laughs> need a secretary and he can't, <laughs> he can't afford one. But Langer is like... I thought Langer was all chilled out, like he does like transcendental meditation, but he's fucking no unchill. Yeah. Like mm. the amount of times he arcs up and, mm. and gets kind of aggressive, like mm. I would have thought for someone, you know, who practices mm-hmm. Eastern medicine mm. philosophies mm. and mm. so on, he'd be a little bit more chill. Yeah, you know how like, Ma- I mean, Maxwell's done like, he's basically done everything that one could ask him and there's been so many like breakthrough Hasn't moments. He? Yeah, he's, he's for gone above it. and beyond. Like, he scored 100 in Shield finals. He scored yeah. like one day hundreds in the World Cup. He yeah. scored like 100 in Asia. Yeah. You know, like... like Double ton last and, year in Shield. Yeah. <clears throat> but he doesn't get to play a test at home. No. And Mitch Mar- all these guys get to play tests at home and it's so easy to hit mm. runs at home in test match cricket. Mm. It's really I, easy. I'm, like, I'm a bit worried about the Maxwell conversation. <laughs> you know, go home, I worry about it. Mm. Like, uh, like, there's such a throng of people now using him and rightly so I think as like this lightning rod to symbolise the like exclusivity of the Australian cricket side and how Mm. narrow it is culturally that like clearly he's been ostracised for personality reasons. That said, like, you know, you've got to be a bit careful because when you say he goes, for example, he has done everything asked of him, like he's done a lot of good things asked of him, I think, but like, you know, for balance sake, firstly I think he should be in the side, but for balance sake, like he hasn't been – amazing you know at all Mm. times he has played for the national team many many times Mm. and many times you know has failed which Mm. is fine Mm. um he has a good average at shield level that you would ask of him but he's not trumper-esque i'm not saying he needs to be Mm trumper-esque but like it's you know you're a liverpool fan he Mm. goes daniel sturridge spent a lot of time out through injury and the more time he was out through injury the more he seemed like you know mark van basten yeah sure uh and i think there's a bit of that effect going on with maxwell as well it's Mm -hmm. like the more he doesn't play the more like the heart grows fonder we're Mm. like oh how good is maxwell and it's like yeah yeah, no really good player i think the great problem with maxwell is that like there's a sense that there's this really, really special cricketer that has been mismanaged. And, you know, had he been invested in, like, so many other players, like Mitch Marsh, he, he could be anything. You know, for example, like, mm-hmm. under the um, England regime with Ed Smith and James Taylor, who've just revived Joss Butler's career, for example, yeah. Joss Butler. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've made him into an, a really, really valuable player across all formats. And there's this sense that, like, the orthodoxy of Australian cricket just can't accept Maxwell. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, he doesn't. You know, he's like a victim of being good at all these different formats, but he doesn't sort of – we, we can't pigeonhole him. We need to pigeonhole. And that's that, – I think that's the sad thing. Also, what the – like, what – why do they hate him? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's – I don't think it's a personality thing anymore. I mean, I think originally it might have been, but he doesn't strike me – I mean, the whole, like, big show thing that he was nicknamed um, obviously stemmed from something, but, like, it, but I don't think there's, like, a personality – he doesn't strike me anymore as, like, a prima donna – Type. Yeah. It doesn't strike me as that. There's something, there's something, there's something awry or, or amiss, you know, because he did the tweet last week when Langer was talking about mm. reverse sweeping mm. and he said reckless. Like, this, it's got to be yeah, something yeah. between him and Langer, which will be denied. Yeah. But, like, but yeah. it's funny it because, be. like, there are so many different sects of, like, guys who are, aren't the right kind of bloke. So, for instance, like, yeah. Renshaw, not the right kind of bloke. Yeah. Maxwell, right. not the right kind of bloke. Yeah. But those yeah. two are completely different types of yeah, blokes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Renshaw and Maxwell aren't the same. They're not yeah, the same. That's right. They're not the same. Yeah. So, like, what what's what's the fucking what's, bloke? Yeah, what is the bloke? What's the bloke? Well, let, let's work it out. Okay, the bloke okay. will like will like love the Anzacs. Yeah, you're oh, an yeah. Anzac. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we all love the Anzacs. I think I'd be wrong. You've got to have you'd, fighting spirit. Yeah, you'd run. You'd trenches. say you, you run trenches. through brick you'd walls be into for people. trenches with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're extremely fit. Yep. Um, yeah. What else? You yeah like a beer. 
I mean, the obvious one that we keep saying is that you have to be able to you get around. You got to yeah. get around the boys. You yeah. get around the and boys you, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, hates a beer. Yeah, hates a beer. You got to be good on the punt. Yeah, mm, you do, don't so you? So. Would you yeah. watch the ABC? <laughs> no, you would. You wouldn't admit no. to it. You wouldn't admit to it, no. would you? Mm. You wouldn't agree with funding for the ABC, certainly. Unless Alan Jones was on it and said something you sort of really agreed with. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the fundamental point is that you have to be like a very specific type of bloke to get mm. into the team. But then, like Warner's seems like he's going to come back. Like everyone's, everyone's, <laughs> all the Jonos are picking Warner in the, yeah. in the mm. World Cup squad. I love the Warner discussion and how it's like developed over time. Because like, if you recall, and we struggle to recall what happened four or five weeks ago, mm. but there was genuine debate over whether Warner would be welcomed back into the Australian side. Mm. You know, based on his values and his morality, etc. Mm. And then, you know, a couple of bad <laughs> first and second innings. It's yeah. like Warner's in. <laughs> <laughs> it actually took longer than Same what we with, thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I can't wait for Warner to be back. And yeah. Smith as well, who's, yeah. who's injured apparently at the moment. Yeah, well, that's right. Though. So the, the big chat is that uh, well, Steve Smith is in, back in the country. It's not just chat. He's back in the country to have surgery. So yeah. apparently he, he hurt his elbow yeah. playing grade. And then he's popped over to Bangladesh uh, mm. in the BPL, which I'm still thinking is the Barclays Premier League. Yep. He's popped over there, um, did a little play with mid- midfield role for Stoke. And yep. then, um, and then uh, and he's got to come back and have surgery. He's you know, six weeks in a cast. Three-month recovery, yep. uh, which means he's going to miss some sort of Pakistan tour that we were supposed to be playing, warm-up tour for the World right. Cup. So he's not going to be playing in that because he won't so be So is fit. he in jeopardy for the World Cup? That's now? exactly he's still the word. First, jeopardy. He's still first name of the team sheet. Yep. Absolutely right, no okay. doubt. But he won't have played any cricket. So he's in a race against the clock is what you're saying. Race against the clock mm, yeah. is what I'm saying. Like speed. The CIA is paying for his surgery. Like Apparently like they are. I don't know who's paying for it. I presume they yeah, would. I presume they would be. Well, but he's not contracted to them, is he? They can't be. I don't know. But they were putting out press who releases pays about it for Steve's surgery. Who, yeah. can I say, who Kickstarter. cares? Uh, uh, sorry, not not Mexico. who cares for his um <laughs> pays for his surgery, but like, do you feel like there's a lot of discussion about the money Steve Smith has lost this year? It's like I do not care. It's like oh, he's lost two million by missing this mm. comp. He's going to miss the IPL. He loses three million for that. It's like, oh, like he's just dealing in millions. Yeah. I don't really care. Apparently, the issue with his brace, and I just just stuck out to me when I read it yesterday. But um, uh, like. The problem with being in a brace for six weeks is muscle wastage, mm. which is a huge problem in Australian cricket, that as you'd imagine. Yeah. Like, just from a problem. pure definition point of view. Yeah. Just the, the phrase muscle wastage <laughs> yeah, is really like wastage. the scariest phrase scary. in Australian it's cricket as hearts. Little withering muscles yeah. in front of your eyes. It's like yeah. when you train legs at the gym. That's yeah. muscle wastage. Yeah. There's no point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we talk about the test squad <laughs> that got picked? Or uh, yeah, it just feels funny because, like, geez, the summer feels over, doesn't it? I mean, the big yeah. bash is about halfway through. I think there's about nine weeks left. Mm. Um, but, like, you know, the India series is done. There's one day on, but it's behind a paywall. Oh, and Sri Lanka are an absolute fucking mess at the moment they anyway, are, aren't they? dreadful, yeah. Yep. And like, we're doing, of, we're doing it again. Them. We're just saying, nah, they'll struggle over here. Just as we do. I know they do suck, but, you know, Brisbane, nighttime, pink ball. You know, yeah, but Tarkovsky's right. in. Angela, no, no, no. Angela Matthews isn't even playing. No, no, that's right. But like, surely, like, come and Stark Hazelwood, pink ball Gabba. Yeah, surely. Yeah, oh, yeah, surely. Yeah. Come on. Also, I have it on record that I tipped India to win mm. this series. So I just want acknowledgement that I was right. Didn't we all? Saying. No, I, I didn't. I did. Oh, you didn't. I didn't. I'm accidentally pressing my phone. Mm. Siri, what, who did we do? Um, <laughs> okay, so we got, like, I feel like yeah, we who's got. Who's the team? Well, we got. Um, so out is. Marsh, Marsh, Hanscom, Finch obviously had been gone beforehand in Burns, Renshaw, Pekofsky. So I feel like we got 
some of our Christmas presents. You know, we're out in the public square, Barabbas mm. style, you know, mm. just calling calling for new names, wanting new shit. Mm. We got mm. a few new ones or like old and new ones yeah. coming in. We didn't get Wade or Curtis Patterson or any or all, or all these guys. But, you know, Pekofsky is the big Christmas present, isn't he, oh, from yeah. a novelty point of view. Friend of the show. Will mm. Friend of the show. Has been on the show before. Early, first season, I think it was. Yep. Um, yeah, we got in early, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, I'm really on board with Pekofsky. Oh, me too. Oh, we have I to think believe he's saviour, don't yeah. we? I don't know why we keep predicting things that are happening because we did yeah. think for Channel 7 just like put all our hopes and dreams on a 17 year old wonder yeah. kid or whatever. Not far off. And, you know, he's 20, so mm. we're not far off. But mm. yeah, but uh, he, he is a genuine gun. He scored runs. Might have already been in the conversation had not been for, you know, some time out of the game for some mental health stuff. Also, mm. concussions. He had, he's had several concussions, mm. which is mm. hugely worrying. Mm. Um, but like, I'm right behind the Pekofsky thing. So am I. I mean, and it's good. I think the selectors should be contractually obliged to pick one wild card. And you can mm. debate whether he is a Love wild that. card or yeah. not because mm. he's obviously it runs, albeit played maybe eight uh, shield matches mm. in yeah. his entirety. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he scored um, 500 first class runs in the entirety of his life. Yeah. Matt, Matt Wade scored 600 this and season. A lot of those, Pukowski's in. A lot of those runs have been <laughs> in like singular innings mm. as well. <laughs> well, one um, of them was a double ton. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, average. Yeah. yeah. The, the most advanced metric to use. Yeah. Um, but it gets people talking, doesn't yeah. it, a wild card? And if it doesn't work, well, we had a bit of fun, didn't yeah. we? I, I, I like it a lot because he's a glutton. You know, we've talked about gluttony yeah. and needing more gluttons. Sick I like of how you push it every week. Yeah. yeah you I'm, have spoken about that, yeah. Well, oh, we do, but he, he's, a, he's a run glutton, you know. He's, yeah. And like I like mm. stories emerging of like Ricky Ponting going to see him when – Pukowski was 11 years old as well and, like, mm-hmm. everyone keeping quiet about what a prodigy he was and stuff and now he's been unveiled. Mm. And the best thing for him is, like, he missed the India series where Boomer would have cleaned anyone up anyway. Mm. So now he gets to play against Sri Lanka. And uh, and yeah. like, in the in the final tests before we play against England in eight months' time, mm-hmm. which will carry unnecessary yeah. and disproportionate well, weight. Well, I mean, in mm. many ways, this is two trial games ahead of the Ashes yeah. for him to just prove himself yeah. that he can be a permanent fixture for the next it's 10 years. It's a first and second pre-season trial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing, yeah. yeah. I think there's like um, there's like a quite a few like prodigies who have been picked in the system since they were like 14, 15, 16. Mm. There are guys like um, Jake Doran, who's now yep. he's a mm. Sydney guy and he mm. he's now playing for Tassie. Hasn't quite got the runs probably needed. Um, I think Jack Edwards, mm. who's playing, Sanger, yes, yeah, Sanger. These guys who like, haven't quite got there, but Bukowski's like he's ahead of the pack. He's yeah. he's done really well. Just on the just to move that conversation along, just okay. with Wade. Um, there is still like this thing in Australian cricket where like no he's a keeper so he will keep he can so like but Eng- England have nine wicket keepers yeah. in their team yeah. and they're all like, they just pick the best batsman. <laughs> Josh Butler is like one of the most he is he's my favourite player yeah and also yeah, I think the selectors say that Wade yeah he's hitting runs but he's not hitting them in the right batting position in the order yeah. like yeah. they wanted to bat further up the order so these yeah. runs are made redundant yeah but they're not you know well you've got to hit the right kind of runs you've got to hit the right kind oh, of runs in the right from the right kind of block you've got to be batting at the right position in the batting order for these runs to be <laughs> so even appreciated mess. by the selectors there's a really good point made on the excellent hello sport podcast by uh eddie g'day eddie he just said they said this about his batting like where he is in the batting order mm. and they're like well you, you need to be higher up the order yeah. he's batting he's batting six even though he's coming in at four for nothing and it's like but why don't why don't you just Pick him at six, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's batting six for Tasmania. Just pick him at six. Well, we need a six. Yeah, yeah. we need one. Well, and he scores at three and then bat at six. No, like, like, like Ricky Ponting did. I, I didn't like the way Matt Wade carried on when he was last in the side as keeper. But there was a really good point made. Like he was no doubt under instruction from the yeah. Lehman regime to carry yeah. on like that. And so yeah. I think it was like maybe Dean Jones who said like, well, if you asked him to like hand out red jelly babies on the field and be nice to everybody, I'm sure he'd do that too. Mm. I mean. At the end of the day, he's just 
scored a shit ton of runs. He would come out to bat a guy in form who was used to scoring runs, who's used to being gluttonous for runs. Pick him in the side. I think I might have said this before, but like when I went talking to Pete Neville semi-recently, um, did some research, went on to Crick Info, and like the most recent um, article from his test uh, career was about saying Steve Smith was in a press conference saying that like, he needs to make create more noise, needs to be louder. Yeah. Got dropped in the next test match, brought Wade in. So it's like it's clear instruction about like you need to be the right kind of bloke again. But now we've shifted the goalpost by the right kind of bloke. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's under a new regime. So that's mm-hmm. where Maxwell's sort of fallen through the cracks to bring it back to him. We could create like an out, like a Google algorithm for selection in the Australian test side. So. Maybe not, you know, right now. But Is, isn't it funny with the with this test series? Like someone could score runs um, in this series, but it's like, oh, it's different in England, though. But like <laughs> yeah. the, again, there's no one else. Yeah. <laughs> so like, who's the person who's gonna? I, I really hope Renshaw does well. Yeah. Because um, he's a long term. So I, is he in? It's do you just think so weird that he was taken burns? out, and now we're putting him back in when he's in the worst form he's probably been in his career. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but you know, let's see how he goes at the Gabba with a swinging pink ball. Good mm. question, actually, Ree. I hadn't. Yeah, there's there's, there's three in, but yeah. only for two places. Yeah, yeah, three for two. Most people seem to accept that Pukowski will play. Yeah, uh, but so I don't know why. But yeah, Burn, Burns v Renshaw for that opener spot. Right. Well, there's no Shield cricket beforehand. Yeah, so, so they'll just toink, well, well, what there, the what there is picked. is a there is a Caxi match kicking off today actually. So and th- and there's all of the Christmas presents are in that side. So oh. there's like Sanger, Burns, Renshaw, is that the Bukowski, one? Um, is who the else? Bell Reeve. Yeah, that's the one. So and they play against Sri Lanka. Yeah, so, so whoever Lanka, scores runs. Sri Lanka training that as a centre wicket. They they made mm. an announcement last night. They're saying like we're just gonna have a centre wicket. So yeah. like the the. The thing's redundant. The team so manager will be cricket. square leg in shorts. But mm. yes, basically. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you get out and you have to score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, should we move along to the big bash and the WBBL? Yeah. Just, just on the WBBL. So Elise Perry is the first man or woman to score 2,000 big bash runs. Yeah. Um, her season is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I feel like her batting has like come along like twofold in the last yeah. like 12 months. Well, she's still not up the order in the Aussie side yeah. either. She's yeah. still sort of down the order, but she's absolutely... Yeah. So the runs don't count. The runs don't count. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the runs only count when they're in top order. Yeah. Um, with the Big Bash, have you... Um, it, it, like, Ed Cowan did a tweet saying that it's four weeks too long, this competition. Then he's like, no, I retract that. It's actually two and a half weeks too and long. And Mark Latham got involved and Mark, became a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, which was he awesome. Actually de- he actually deleted all those tweets. Did he? Yeah, he deleted them. Oh, Latham? Like, yeah, because oh. then he got into a thing with Glenn Mitchell as well. He said some horrific things yeah. and then those have all been deleted. I don't know who his advisor was, just like, no, we'll play this out for about six hours, <laughs> but now's the time to get rid of him. Yeah. Because yeah, no one screenshots anything on the internet. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so do you think uh, friend of the show, Ed Cowan's right, two and a half weeks too long, the Big Bash? It just feels like these games, I mean, the Big Bash to me, like nothing means anything, but these games, like mid-season it's games, nice to have fuck. just cricket on always, and you can just mm. kind of switch on like it's a never-ending reality television mm. program, which it is. Mm. But in terms of like treating it as a competition, it means you have to consider it as a competition. Is it, or is it just a way of life? Is it just something to kind of mm. indulge us through the summer months and keep us mildly yeah. interested? I'm, I'm with you, Dave. Like, I, you know, with respect to. Ed, like, I think there's a lot of issues with the Big Bash. Like, I think one of the issues with the Big Bash is the scheduling and how it actually uh, impedes the development of, like, red ball cricket or being able to bring guys in, and I think they can fix that. But, like, as for the idea that the comp is too long, like, I feel like it's a little disingenuous to suggest that anybody has ever turned on Big Bash cricket and thought, oh, this is an interesting game from a table point of view. Like, the context, <laughs> it's literally designed for no context. Like, mm. you're meant to let it wash over you mm. and just 
let it be clippable, easily digestible highlights, and that's mm. it. You don't need to worry who is where on the table. So 14 games, 10 games, literally who gives a shit mm. until it's the finals. You don't need to worry. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. It's, like just, uh, it's the most, like, Instagrammable part of cricket ever. Like, yeah. Like, so the NBA is just Instagram. You just like yeah. you don't yeah. watch any games. You can just watch like the dunks, yeah. you know, the assists, the triple doubles, yeah. the facials, you know, all of that. Uh, and like that's what the big bash is. Like, there's mm. no context or anything. Nothing to do with anything. I'd be I'd be okay with like a longer form if there was like 16 teams. Yeah, like really really thin out the competition because yeah. then like you play home and away. Yeah, you know. I think the like. That, that's an interesting That's a population issue though. Yeah But also like I think one of the criticisms You can make of the Big Bash Is that like When you watch it, Like one thing that's really important For Big Bash cricket Is that like the skills are high Like it is, if you're going to clip them up And it's meant to be like You're meant to watch Like the Fun NBA. entertaining things Like you can't have scenarios Where like each team has three Pro T20 players that are amazing mm. And the rest are kind of like Mediocre mm. to like clubbies mm. You know And I think there are Like with respect And I won't name the teams there are a few teams that have a little bit of that and you can kind of tell like when someone's bowling to somebody else you're like, mm. oh god like or, or the other thing that's been a bit ordinary with the big bash this year has been the fielding there's been a lot of drop catches like also mm. like a low standard mm. of fielding which i think undermines the skill of the comp like it's meant to be a showcase of all the best parts of cricket mm. so they've got to make sure that the skills remain high but like as for the context i just think that is a moot Poor frame. I, I think context only matters for finals. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, what is it? Like the scorches are good and then everyone else just plays Big Bash cricket. I mean, that's pretty mm. much what most of us understand about the Big Bash, right? All right, we'll keep the uh, show moving forward. Now, Ben Horn coming up after that. Steve O'Keefe. The first time we've had this journo on the great cricket, it's been a long time coming. He's uh, one of the great news hounds of uh, Australian cricket, rugby league as well, also a former North Sydney Bears fan, so he's uh, close to my heart. But um, I'm, of course, talking about Ben Horn from the Daily Telegraph, who's here to tell us exactly what's actually going on in Australian cricket. Ben, welcome to the show. G'day, guys. Thank you very much for having me. And um, I think you can still be a North Sydney Bears fan, but just... uh yeah, there's not much excitement going on at the moment. Mm. I agree, I agree. That's for another entirely different podcast. In fact, a whole 12-part series. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, Ben, you're hot on the heels of um, what's going on in Australian cricket. And I suppose the, um, the most significant thing we've found out in the last couple of days is that Steve Smith is injured. Um, is that shattering our entire hopes and dreams as a nation that we'll ever win a game of cricket again? <laughs> uh, a little bit. Uh, it's, yeah, look, it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a tricky one now because... I think I guess it was one thing to bring him back from not much cricket, but to bring him back from no cricket at all uh, is is, is going to really test the uh, test the faith of the selectors. I, I think they'll still pick Steve Smith because if you look at Australia's form line over the last year or so, uh, it's it's non-existent. So I think to be any chance of winning the World Cup, they would need him there. But uh, look, it's it's unknown at this stage what his recovery process is going to be because. He, uh, he can't do anything for six weeks. Uh, then he starts rehab. Um, without playing the IPL, it's, it's going to be tricky for him to come in because he's not really a good cold starter. I think Steve Smith needs to warm into things a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think he'll be there because he has to be. 
someone I guess who hopefully will be there, but we're not quite sure. There's a lot of uh, conjecture and talk about Glenn Maxwell at the moment. Um, any kind of thoughts? Mm. I mean, you're a news hound who's who's close to the to the uh, the conversations privy behind closed doors. Can you give us any insight or any kind of inkling on on what the deal is with Maxwell? <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, there's no doubt he was dudded last year um, by being told uh, by certain people at Cricket Australia to, um, you know, to, to prepare himself in a certain way and then all of a sudden he wasn't on that UAE tour. Look, I don't think he was ever going to go on that tour, but uh, someone at Cricket Australia probably should have told him that um, earlier in the piece. And, look, he's, he's just one of those perennially unlucky players, I guess, but... Uh, you know, particularly this season, I guess he hasn't quite scored enough runs to make his case irrefutable, uh, which is which is which is a shame. But um, you look at this side at the moment; I think he should be playing number six. And um, you know, it's it, for whatever reason, it seems to have passed him by. I guess he's some outside chance for the Ashes if the guys who they pick for this series don't do well. And he goes over and plays a few county games and, and shows something. So it might not be quite over for him, but being overlooked for the UAE where you'd think his game would suit and uh, overlooked for this series against Sri Lanka, it, it, it almost looks like curtains for him. And, yeah, I think in an era where there's not too many unlucky players, everyone seems to be getting a, a guarantee he's probably, uh, he's probably the unlucky one. Ben, I mean, you're, cl- you know, close to the ground. We just keep talking about you being a news hound. But, like, there, there's a kind of growing... Uh, it's not really a conspiracy, but like a growing sense that the only reason Maxwell is kind of not invested in when so many are is that, you know, there has to be some personality issue. Like, do you pick up anything, you know, personality issue between Maxwell and senior figures in the Australian, you know, selectorial lineup, let's say? Like, do, do you hear anything that kind of supports that? Is there any merit to that idea that, you know, he's been um, excluded on a personality or kind of culture fit basis? Yeah, well, look, it's been repeatedly denied, but I guess the closest we sort of heard to anyone admitting that was last summer when Steve Smith, uh, who was captain at that stage, actually said something along the lines of, you know, that they didn't like the way he trained. Mm. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but mm. that was probably the nearest we've got to an admission that, um, you know, maybe he's a uh, square peg that doesn't fit in the round hole that, you know, Australia wants their cricketers to be. So, yeah, look, I mean, there, there is, I think there is an element of that because he hasn't got the chances that others uh, other, others have got. Um, and the problem for him is that it's now gone over to uh, two separate um, regimes, I guess. You know, he, he was struggling to get a look in under Darren Lehman and Steve Smith, and now he's struggling to, to get a look in under the new coach as well. So, yeah, look, it's, uh, it, it, I think there is, you know, there's an undercurrent that he, uh, you know, there's something about Glenn Maxwell that doesn't quite impress the, the people who are picking the teams. Well, I suppose we'll move on to the guys who actually are in the team for the, the Sri Lanka squad. Uh, and uh, Renshaw, Burns, Pukowski... Uh, the three that have come in, uh, it seems like a bit of a race between Renshaw and Burns to who, as to who's going to open the batting. Like, have you got the inside there about who do you think is going to start at at, uh, at the Gabba there? I reckon it'll be Joe Burns who, who gets the nod, uh, unless Matt Renshaw was to pull off a big century in this tour game down in Hobart. Although um, I am away at the moment, but I did read that that's not going to actually be a first class match, so mm. I'm not sure how much uh, mm. how much weight they can put in those runs now, but. Look, I think Joe Burns is the form 
form player um, that they've picked for this squad. And if you look at the Shield season, and uh, Matt Renshaw has zero form at all. So I, I, I kind of read it that Renshaw was with a longer view towards um, the Ashes because they yeah. feel like he's someone who go well over there. So, yeah, I think mm. Joe Burns to open at the Gabba. Nice one. Ben, thanks for all your insights, mate. Um, I think people who listen to our show and listen to us speculate wildly with no background might appreciate um, what you've actually had to say, <laughs> given that you do all the research. So, mate, thanks for coming on to the show for the first time, and I hope it was a better experience than, um, you know, Andrew Mentel's show, who's a deep rival of ours. No, he's all right. <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, it's uh, it's good, it's good to uh, boost my profile a little bit. Probably coming on uh, coming on your show. <laughs> have, have, have a good one. We'll catch you next time. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Boys, uh, some breaking news the other day. Uh, the Morrison government's change to the Australian Citizenship <laughs> Ceremonies Code means councils will be forced to hold a citizenship ceremony on the 26th of January and another on 17th September and institute a dress code that bans thongs and board shorts. Really? Probably good news for smuggler fans. Yeah. What I thought, for budgie smuggler fans. So it doesn't expressly deny you wearing budgie smugglers to your citizenship <laughs> ceremony. You said the word fan there because I don't think you're, you can be a fan of like many items of clothing, mm. but like a budgie, you actually can. Yeah. Just like, mm. you a fan of these? Mm. Big, big fan. Like you, you can't be a fan of a shirt. You like wearing shirts? Big fan of shirts. Mm. No one's ever said that. But swimwear, like budgies are a thing. I just wanted to put forward the idea that <laughs> put forward the idea that if you are attending a citizenship ceremony, whether that's um, because you're becoming a citizen of Australia yourself, right. congratulations, or you're supporting somebody, you can create custom smugglers to attend that ceremony. Maybe a big picture <laughs> right. of Scott Morrison's face on your oh, ass, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, and he'd love that. He's a very laid back guy, mm. Um, mm. a good Pentecostal guy, very laid back. Mm. Um, I'm sure he'd appreciate seeing his face on the ass mm. of a person attending a citizenship well, that's, that's ceremony. Well, that kind of day as well, you want somebody to take away from the day. What's the thing that you can remember for the day that you can have for life? You know, mm. sure, your you know, citizenship certificate itself, mm. you know, there's that. Yep. But that won't last you long. Mm. No. You know, sure, the rest of your life. But what about a pair of budgies? Mm. You know, custom buglies. Buglies. <laughs> That's good, Buglies. No, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep rolling with that. Okay. Uh, you can customise, custom design your own bu- right. pair of budgie smugglers, whether it's for an Australian citizenship ceremony with Scott Morrison on your ass or for your cricket club, for your Bucks party, uh, mm. for a family holiday, for example. One thing to note mm. with all of this talk of Australia is a budgie smuggler is actually Australian made uh, and owned yeah. as well. That's uh, great. Which Not many some- things are these days. They make them here. Yes, which actually is a um, positive thing about Australia, unlike these forced citizenship ceremonies on the 26th. Um, I don't think this was part of the read. No. But um, the other thing about Budgie is, like, you know, visit their Instagram. Lots of good content. Yeah. Uh, we are told to promote that if mm. indeed we believe the content was good. I it's do just on believe it now, it's good. There's some really good stuff. There's a, I'm, I'm saying you can get some groom and best man budgies. Mm. So, you know, if you want to... Someone uh, participate asked, in a yeah. wedding and mm. just you know mm. rock up a couple of budgies you can. Mm. Someone asked us last week and asked TDC for the TV show, can I mm. share, is it right to share a box with my best friend? Mm. Well, that's one separate move. That's probably a more, that's a cleaner way to do it mm. rather than actually sharing a, a cricket protector. All oh, right. So mm. if you want custom budgies, uh, custom budgie smugglers <laughs> or smugglets, uh, Australian-made company, or you budgies. can actually use the code CHAMP. As well, when you go to budgiesmuggler.com.au, if you use the code CHAMP, you're going to get free shipping to the end of February. Um, that's custom smugglers from budgiesmuggler.com.au. Free 
shipping if you use the code CHAMP. How good. Lads, Stephen O'Keefe, 270-plus first-class wickets at 25, test best of six for 35, which he's gained twice, match best of 12 for 70. Uh, The leading wicket-taker in the BBL at the moment, he prepares by eating chocolates and waking up after one o'clock, apparently. Um, It's his second appearance on the show. I thought he was a better batsman growing up as well. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I love it. Strong intro again. Yeah. Six for 35. I did actually get a sledge the other day from a bloke who said that the only reason I took two sixes was because Steve Smith sandpapered the ball uh, in India. And I was, I was actually struggling to think how that might affect me, but I did actually get a few to drift that day. So, uh, oh, it seems it's yeah, It was plausible. It was a plausible argument. Also, getting six for 35 twice is just, for all the OCD sufferers out there like myself, is just wonderful. So thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Where, where did you get yeah, that that's sledge? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great sledge. Yeah. Where, where, where did you receive that sledge, Steve? Uh, I was at the pub, actually. Okay. <laughs> Mate, you know, I, I did do it twice. I'm like, yeah, the, I think the guy was like, you must have taken an angle grinder to it the second inning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how blokes often like wrap up really deep-seated compliments in insults, don't they, yeah, around Australia? You know, like yeah. It's probably like the, one of the greatest performances in Australian mm. Test cricket history. The guy wants to tell you about it, mm. so what he'll do is just infer that it was sandpaper or cheating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, up. oh, absolutely. That's that's the Australian way of getting a compliment, isn't it? They, yeah. they don't like yeah. The, the tall poppy syndrome, I think, here is is uh, quite prevalent. But mm-hmm. uh, I went with it. Yeah, it was good, good, light-hearted banter. Matty, mm-hmm. um, um, are, are you yeah. still playing any grade cricket? We have to start there. Uh, you know, when we talked to Ed Cowan last, he said he only plays if it's within a five k radius of his ground. So, I mean, what's your <laughs> policy on grade cricket at the moment? Mm. Mate, I'm 500 metres away from Manly Cricket Oval and I find it hard to get there, to be honest. <laughs> Go back and play with those clubbies. Are you kidding me? No. I, uh, no, I, I, played, uh, I, I played a game at the start of the year that I was available. I actually got asked a captain, which was... I was like, look, I don't want to do it. Can you find anyone else? And they're like, no, it was a, we've got a really young team, a lot of good cricketers. And to be honest, I absolutely loved it. I loved... Uh, I love the power, to be honest. Moving the field where I wanted it. Bowling 45 from one end, just locking myself in. It was good. So they just look up at you with, you know, trembling eyes or... I mean, these are still first graders. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, one gets smacked past uh, mid-wicket and I'm like, you know, just, just letting off. Tons of abuse as the old, you know, senior player. Like, Get your whites dirty. Was, uh, the, boys, the boys enjoyed it. Um, we had a we had a win and yeah I was I was actually quite surprised because ever since the debacle of me captaining New South Wales and that's not ending or going so well I thought I vowed never to do it again but I I actually really enjoyed it so maybe I have matured uh, a little bit over over time. Well, see, we'll, we'll go into the uh, to the, the big bash now, which is obviously I mean, you're about a third of the way into the big bash season now. Um, do, do you feel like um, this year, especially like the the league with the with the extra games, it goes on for a little bit too long? I mean, it's a bit of a conversation going around, especially on Twitter, where the experts are now. So, I mean, do you guys, do you guys feel like it's it's an extra long season this year? Look, I I I'm, I'm a bit torn between two of it. I think yes. I think the, the simple answer would be yes. I think 14 games is. It's probably a little bit too much. But then, you know, you still turn up. We had Perth the other week. You know, there's 30,000 plus. Um, you know, we get 20,000 on average plus at the SCG, which is a bit lower than last year. But you're still getting the numbers mm. for people coming out and watching it. And as a player, you just, I think you just need to suck that up and go, well, if you're playing some back-to-back games or, or whatnot. But 
you know, as I think I discussed in the last one, you know, 10 years ago, you know, you'd play a one day out at North Sydney and, you know, you'd, you'd get a handful of, full of people there and, you know, you'd play the equivalent game with the same players, basically, in, mm. in, a, in a shortened version and you get 20,000. So, um, nature of the beast, you know, I think the, the, the cricket's, cricket's benefiting from it in a larger run and, mm. and maybe at the players' discomfort at times, but, mm. yeah, that's just the way that it is. Yeah. I mean, speaking of players' discomfort or comfort, like there's a lot of consternation at the moment about the impact of white ball cricket on red ball cricket in Australia. You know, can you, like, give us a bit of an insight into what it's like to make that transition? Like, do you, do you find the BBL a fun thing to do? Like, what, what's... It, I mean, you, you know, I joked earlier about you preparing by eating chocolates. You're literally on the record of saying that. Um, <laughs> is that generally the spirit of, of play? You know, like, a, a guys... That it, that guys look to be having more fun. Um, Chris Lynn, you know, is admitting that Brendan McCullum succeeded because he got pissed the night before, um, as, <laughs> as he did as well. I mean, I find that quite refreshing, genuinely. Is that the spirit you yeah, guys all a, play? That, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a proven strategy. Certainly worked for Joe <laughs> Denley, who went uh, 0-5, basically, for the for the Sixers in the first view, and then um, tipped a couple in and uh, went out and punched 70 against the best leg spinner in the world. So... Um, yeah, I think it's, it's sort of like a different game, isn't it? You know, your, your, your shield cricket, just, you know, the way that you're meant to behave and prepare and train is completely different to how you do with a T20. It's not saying that, you know, trainings aren't, um, you know, intense and you work hard, but it's certainly an element of let, let's go out and enjoy it because I think there is a lot of luck in the game of T20 cricket. So guys, you know, will take their homework seriously, so to speak, and then when it gets out on the day, we, we you generally try to enjoy it. Um, and because there's so like, there's so much downtime, like we had a road trip for four days and for two weeks, you know, you play four three-hour games in you know in ten days. There's so much downtime, so you, you, you're forced into being in a diff- different city and just going, well, what are we going to do? Um, some blokes have a few beers, um, and for others, will just uh, fit in 72 holes of golf, like Tommy Curran, and Moses, and the, the rest of the crew when we went to Perth. So. Um, yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun being on the road and 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 and, and being able to do that because you know, as a cricketer, I say, shit, I've been around the world, but all I've seen is inside of hotels and mm. and cricket ovals, you know. Whereas this sort of gives you a bit of an opportunity to get pissed and play golf. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the leading wicket taker in the comp, yeah. so it's obviously working. Yeah. What's the um? Yeah, yeah. What's the BBL kind of circuit like? Are there a lot of, you know, post-match commitments, you know, corporate obligations, uh, which would, I presume the IPL is like, a lot of ritzy <laughs> functions that you have to attend? Or is it, you know, you know a lot of golf? <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's it, 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 yeah, no, it's not... We're, we're actually... The, the schedule is just cricket and training. I mean, we've had a couple, you know, sponsors' commitments, I guess. Um, but, yeah, nothing nothing too major or too of note. Um uh, yeah, it's, it's it's surprising. In previous years gone by, I think people would try and sort of get their pound of flesh out of you if they were a, a sponsor. You know, you might be doing something for, you know, Toyo Tires is one of our sponsors or uh, I think we had like uh, a dog food company one year. So they, that sort of squeeze in for a day and, and try and get some stuff out of you. But in general, yeah, it's, it's, in between games, it's pretty relaxed. What did the dog food company do in terms of like integrating <laughs> cricket? What was their advertising play there? Natural political attack. They had a couple of the guys, I think. A couple of the boys owned their dogs, so they had them, you know, running around an oval, patting it and then feeding it 
dog food. I think it was a <laughs> <laughs> pretty simple. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a big marketing team behind that one, but um, yeah, it was uh, a yeah, yeah. Anything they can get you in the magenta or the or the or the yeah, you know, sells the, itself. The yeah. Colours, but they're, yeah, they're not. We actually had a dog show for half-time entertainment. You turn up to Etihad Stadium, and you know, they had like the Krusty Demons. They'll do exactly like you'd genuinely go out there and watch. Yeah, um, yeah. In the halftime break, you'd watch yeah. these cars do, uh, do backflips yeah. and somersaults and fireworks. And then we had like a dog show, a dog <laughs> running around holes, and they're like, you know, like, what is like you know, a dog catching a frisbee, and I'm. I mean, I'm all for it in the right context. I'm like, geez, we, we really are letting the fans down. You don't so see many dogs off lead in Sydney, though. So, no, you know, maybe it's... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, you're... Um, like, you know, everyone accepts now that spinners are kind of, you know, you spin to win in T20 cricket. You're the leading wicket taker in the competition. There's a mm. T20 World Cup coming up in Australia, you know. Like, uh, is, your, is your hand up to play in the national side here? Uh, oh, look, it's, I'd, I'd love to play for Australia again, but, you know, being brutally honest, I think um, anyone can spit out what I bowl. I think I've just been... I think, honestly, I've been fortunate on some slow wickets um, uh, at the start of the tournament uh, to get a, ahead of the curve. But I think as batsmen get their eye in and the wickets get a little bit flatter towards the back end, I think I'll start being caught out. And I, I think Ashton Turner was licking his lips the other night as well as Cameron Bancroft. <laughs> Uh, to face them, um, but yeah, I did get told uh, that you know every team does need a mystery spinner, and then one of the boys said uh, that the mystery was how the how the how the how the stuff did you end up with thirteen wickets is the only mystery uh, that we had. Um, so yeah, look, I, I'd love to play cricket again. That's how I start. I started out playing T Twenty cricket for Australia only after playing four or five games. I got picked to play uh, in 2010 then George Bailey became captain and he started picking Xavier Doherty so I was a little bit a little bit disappointed with that but you know maybe 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 there might be another chance down the track with um just with I mean you you being leading we could take the moment with uh, Rashid Khan um Steve uh like what do you reckon it is about sort of yeah similar similar bowlers yeah very skillful tacticians yeah Uh, like like do you um (laughs) like what, what is it about like the way batsmen go about facing you know slow bowling in these like short forms because all around the world all the top bowlers are all wrist spinners and then you're obviously cleaning up in the big bash this season like what do you reckon it is about slow bowling on you know in the shorter forms i think it's i think because you have to generate all the pace Hmm. and you know ovals are you know typically a decent size and if you you know if you're not quite getting to the pitch of it or hitting it out of the middle you know a lot of your you know the, the shots will fall inside the rope um, with guys trying to get on with it, so um, yeah, I, I, I haven't really put a finger on it, and I just think because as well, like leggies can you know beat both sides of the yeah. bat with either a wrong or a leg spinner. It just creates that little bit of an element of a doubt. Um, you know, particularly guys now getting a lot smarter, uh, being able to bowl with scrambled seams and mm. just inventing a point of difference. Um, and you're seeing offies now, you know. Chris Green's got one where he'll flip the other way, and it just puts doubt into your mind if they do bowl or not. Is it the one that might hold or straighten up? So, yeah, I mean, and, 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 and as I said, I think we've played on some some of the wickets around the ground, like Spotless Stadium. I mean, that is just a spin bowler's heaven. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, yeah. 
and get above the knee roll. Yeah, it's grim. And that, that's just a spinner's paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I won't want to be travelling back to Perth anytime in a hurry, you know, <laughs> that sort of tends to lend itself to quick bowling. Mm. The majority of grounds, even the SCG is starting to hold up a bit, which is, which is definitely helping. Um, and when Joe Denley and Moses are taking, um, you know, great catches, you know, in the ring as a mm. spinner, it's, it, it just helps you out. Mm. It's a fine line, right? You know, you get, but, you know, there's a game against the Hurricanes, Darcy Short hit one to Jordan Silk on the fence and he caught it. You know, he's probably the best fielder in the comp, Jordan, and, you know, put one foot over and lobbed that up and it it, it went for six. Mm. But, you know, he takes that catch and, you know, all of a sudden instead of going for 45, you end up going for 25 and you've got two for. So it's a really, yeah, you know, it's a really fine line. Yeah. Um, playing it so yeah i guess in a way you try not to read too much into it mm. so we'll move into the throwdowns component let's just get started really quickly on it um uh mate yesterday the daily telegraph published a piece about aussie cricketers bowling over the property market um and your name featured it says manly based all rounder stephen o'keefe has retained his vast property portfolio across two states he has investment properties in mudgee and lennox head as well as queensland investments in kingston marsden walkerley and raceview all just outside brisbane these investments totaled around 1.48 million on acquisitions brought across two months in 2015 so first um congratulations and what follows is nothing more than jealousy <laughs> and um, wealth shaming but I'm a 33 year old regularly cuckolded at open for inspections by well to do baby boomers with polo shirts and popped collars from a pure alpha perspective how good did it feel to head to these open for inspections knowing that you're more than likely to claim your fourth property the millennials were their first and are you worried about Labor's proposed regulations to negative gearing laws well what was the question again um, uh, I'll work I'll work I'll work <laughs> I'll work backwards. Um, they forgot to mention my two properties in Wyala um, <laughs> in South Australia, uh, which, when the Aria mine shut down, were, were basically worth the land they were built on. Um, so, yeah, I, I wish I could have that one back. Um, uh, what else? What, what else did you ask? Well, you're going to your fourth. Yeah, like you're the, open the for inspection for your fourth. Um, for your fourth property, obviously, and there's heaps of people there trying to buy their first one, and you're just like, well, I'm just definitely going to get this. Um, I just want to know how that felt from Mate, an alpha point of view. I, yeah, well, I bought them in 2015, and the banks were basically just writing checks. You know, they didn't even look at your income or the fact that you know I may have had a few indiscretions I think I bought a couple of them when I was actually being fined and losing money and maybe a chance of losing my contract but that didn't seem to bother the banks in 2015 you go for a loan now and they they want a pint of blood out of you but um, to be honest these mate the properties that I've bought have gone nowhere um, 20 uh, all in Brisbane and if anything I got an email yesterday saying the one in Kingston's got termites um, so <laughs> Five grand worth of termite treatment. So it's not all it's cracked up to be. I can tell you there's zero equity in them. If anything, they're costing me money each week. So, yeah, I won't be voting Labor. <laughs> I was wondering about that conversation with the bank. Like, do they go, well, you're actually bowling quite well oh, now, so we're going to lend you more? Well, the bank, don't the banks need to see, like, two years of consecutive income? Like, in yeah. the IPL era, where people yeah. are just moving around yeah. from company mm. to company or franchise to franchise. Yeah. I would have mm. thought that, you know, with yeah. the Royal Commission in place, it'd be hard for IPL mm. players yeah. to get... Mm. But Steve said last time he was on the show that he actually was the only player to ever lose money from playing in the, in the IPL. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we've covered yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just go into the banks with highlight reels. 
It's like an NBA mixtape. Yeah. Are you not? Ed, are you not entertained? Yeah. They literally just signed it away. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll move. We'll move along from property, Steve, uh, to something far more serious. So Michael Klinger got out in the seventh ball of an over the other day in a BPL match. BBL match, should I say? What measures can CA put in place to protect the game's most important stakeholders? i.e. blokes who are using betting apps to gamble on the BBL. <laughs> Better umpires. Um, yeah, that, that might work. No. Uh, yeah, that was bizarre, wasn't it? I, I saw Greggy, Greg Shippard. Uh, he was storming the field after the catch because I'd sort of put my hands up and I didn't know whether I'd... Um, I thought maybe it might have half volleyed because I wasn't really my hands when the ball went in he was storming the field because I was sort of saying oh, I didn't know whether it was thing. I thought he was coming on to have a crack at me um, <laughs> for not claiming the catch but yeah we, we didn't know until the end of the game that it was actually 7-4 so um, yeah it was a, a tad unfortunate but we'll I think it was the only wicket we took all night, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I lost, lost fifty thousand dollars on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get out of there, ask the umpires if I could get away with a five ball over the way. Just even the ledger a little bit. Uh, Steve, I want to know if um, did you ever envisage a time where you'd be playing in a format of the sport where you'd be wearing all pink, trying to go for anything under eight and over, not spinning them, only having to bowl four overs, and you'd be the absolute best in the country at it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think when I started out bowling, uh, 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 well, actually, you know, I'm listening to Shane Warne at the moment, and I sort of everything that I, I hear him say, I, I almost take personally. He's like, you can't even call yourself a spin bowler unless you spin it. You're just a slow bowler. So I think I've actually got to start changing the language around what I do. I'm a, I am actually not a spin bowler. I'm a slow bowler until I can prove otherwise. Um, it certainly wasn't the dream, and it's almost like, well, mate, like I've tried my best to try and spin. It's not like I've sat at home going, you know, there's no need for this, you know, getting it off the state business. Uh, <laughs> let's just go from left arm around, pitch them outside off, and start hitting the top of leg. I, I really do try. Just uh, biomechanics and genetics have meant that I can't spin them. Um, but yeah, I guess more balls are being stumps, and that's, that's working at the moment. <laughs> Steve, there's um, a rapidly growing body of work suggesting that there's a secret knock at the door needed to get into the Australian side that largely rests on one's ability to impress coach Justin Langer. Needless to say, it's resulted in some bizarre behaviour. We've seen Cameron Bancroft become a yoga instructor who speaks in mystical word salads. Chris Lynn responds to his sacking by complimenting the new side's elegance. Even you've come out and said Nathan Lyon's the best in the world and that his career is only just getting started, which can only be interpreted as a reverse psychology ploy aimed at Langer. What's Glenn Maxwell doing wrong? (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm a bit that 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 got jl rattled didn't it i've never really uh i've never really seen that side of it yeah look i I don't know i've I've spent a lot of time with maxi on tours and to be honest i i really like the bloke that's probably the reason why we both don't get picked to be honest (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) maybe yeah Maybe there's something in that. Um, no, nah, mate, he's a, he's a great bloke to have around the group and on tour. And as I said, if there's a bloke at a loose end ever, Maxie would be the first person to put his hand up and, and, and come out for a beer or have a dart, so to speak. But he's a, he's a, he's a great fella who, uh, 
I, I think it's a matter of time before he gets back into that test team, surely. Mm. You know, proving himself in India, you know, can win games of cricket. And I think at the moment that's what we need, don't we? Some match winners. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, mm. I don't know. I, mm. I couldn't tell you what he's done wrong. To me, he just does everything right, Max. He's just a good fella. Mm. <laughs> Oh, well, the mystery continues. Um, Socks, so good yeah. of you to join us again for the second time. I think you were on 20 episodes ago, and that was um, one of the most listened to shows. I'm sure this one will be as well. appreciate you uh, enduring our questions and uh, for your um, your candour, as always, mate. All the best for the rest of the season and uh, all the all of your aspirations. I appreciate it, man. I, again, I look forward to listening to myself, so it's yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Ask TGC. Just before we get into that, uh, obviously we've got still got a couple of live shows uh, to complete our tour for summer 2018-19. I was talking to our tour uh, manager, Albert, the other day. Great Shout skin. To Albert, great skin. Mm. Uh, and the, he was saying, like, one of, the, one of the things you guys have going against you mm-hmm. is that men have to buy your tickets. True. Because <laughs> yeah. he was saying, like, what, what like women do, they, like, if... if if women want to go to a show, they want to see something, they'll, they'll see the advertisement, they click the link, they go, they go to it. They, they yeah. buy the tickets yeah. and then they often buy the tickets for, you know, blokes. Yeah. But blokes have to do it themselves because they're the only people from the 99.8% of the people. They're the only people the that will see the ads so they have to see them then go and book them yeah. and then go actually go to the venue. That's yeah. those three things they have to do. Yeah. We're dealing now for hierarchies as well, don't yes. we? So a bloke seeing the ad and going, oh, now I'm going to part with my money to see these blokes. Mm-hmm. It's a tough thing to overcome. Tough thing we, to overcome. We put an ad up there and, you know, be, oh, and then it'll, it'll tag his mate. Do you want to yeah. go to this? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And yeah. then they just never follow through with it. Yeah. We actually saw a guy in Perth who's like, oh, three guys from the internet who recognised us and didn't come to the – so, you know, yeah. that's, that's what we're up against. Anyway – so they, those guys literally said, there's three blokes from the internet. Yes, they yeah. did. <laughs> they did. They did. So anyway, the point of this is, is that like uh, we've got shows for Brisbane and Canberra coming up. Brisbane on the 23rd and then Canberra on the 1st of Feb, I think it is. Uh, tickets are on the internet. Go to our Facebook page. Mm. Go to Instagram page. We can page. all go the home and there. sleep. You can go there. And then uh, they, they're good shows. Uh, so Trent Copeland's coming along. Yep. Uh, we're trying to get a very special guest for Brisbane first up. Yep. That's huge if true. A local. A local. He's a local guest. Um, Anyway, so RCGC, all right, Ray McGill. A couple of long ones. There are a couple of long ones, but, but, uh, you know, bear with, they're good. RCGC, is the current crisis of Australian cricket any worse than the crisis of 16-17 when Australia lost 3-0 in Sri Lanka and then 2-1 at home to South Africa with Smith and Warner in the side? Maybe because there was some respite when Australia was then able to beat Pakistan at home before plunging back into crisis after losing to India in India and not being able to win in Bangladesh, it doesn't seem as bad. Or the 2010-11 crisis of a draw against Pakistan, losing to India and then getting crushed by England in Australia with a team including Ponting, Kadic, Watson, Clark, Hussey and Johnson. Or the 08-09 South Africa in Australia series where the public learnt that it was actually possible for Australia to not win a series at home and not some myth our parents talked about. Ignoring the obvious answer that crisis encourages more clicks on articles and people love to be angry about something is really just proof that Australia's cricketing fortunes are strongly correlated to the health of our political system, mm. with the current state of play being a very low watermark and series losses now occurring as frequently as Prime Minister's change. Ray goes on. He says... It would seem each Prime Minister of the last 20 years has presided over one dark period in Australian cricket. Howard has the 05 Ashes. Rudd, first home series lost since 93. Gillard losing the Ashes at home. Abbott lost two, two Ashes in England 
in the space of two years because the Ashes was happening every second series for some reason. Turnbull, no away series win from Feb 2016 until he left office in 2018. Morrison lost to India for the first time at home. With Liberals performing poorly, <laughs> Liberals performing poorly in the polls, should we brace for continued poor performance from our men's test team? Would a Prime Minister serving a full term result on the change of fortunes? Is it time to become a republic in the hope we can break the shackles of the prime ministerial curse on cricket? Was Whitlam the real reason for World Series cricket? Does Steve War owe his captaincy record to John Howard's longevity? But seriously, losing 3-0 to Sri Lanka was way worse than getting outplayed by this Indian team. Mm. Asked Ray. Who wants to ask, answer the one question he asked there? <laughs> uh, you're looking at me. Um I don't really know where to start here for Ray McGill, who's asked 64 questions in the space of 600 words, um, which is impressive from Ray. I'll just take the political bit. I mean, I know that I always play better cricket when I know that, you know, our political leaders are performing well um, and have done for a number of years. Stability of government, I think, Mm. is important when you're at the crease and batting. Yes. Um, And I can directly attribute that to the reason that we're suffering a batting crisis. Yes. I I do think our sporting sides perform better under conservative governments, conservative Mm. politics usually meaning a defence of selfishness. And I I do think cricket's an inherently selfish game. When we move into more socialist politics, a collectivist spirit, that makes Australian sports... Men, mm-hmm. anxious. Mm-hmm. And I say men advisedly. Right. Cricket is about elevating yourself to the top, winning the hierarchy. And I think if Shorten gets in, what with his left-leaning <laughs> commie politics, yeah. it's going to make Australian men anxious. And, is and why Cuba is so good at cricket? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I think we're going to, we being the three of us, are going to win the Ashes and the World Cup. You yes. know, we're going to register a team, the three of us, wearing our budgies. Yeah. And <laughs> we're going to win because England have Brexit. You know, you can't tell me within that squad, within that World Cup squad, there aren't a couple of Brexiteers in there who are going to divide that team at the seams. On the contrary, he goes. I think according to my theory that selfishness wins. England separating from the collectivist spirit of Europe Ooh. means they're becoming a lot more kind yeah. of self-sufficient. Nothing so more selfish they're going to be that. doing that in line with mm. playing as Australia in the Ashes. So they're going to so be more alpha, more selfish, more looking after themselves mm. and probably play better cricket. What can we pull out of? What kind of world treaty can mm. we... Oh, we're pretty Kansas? good on immigration. We ca- ca- like, we're pretty good immigration-wise mm. in terms of selfishness. We, we, we block people out of coming to our country. Do we have so some sort of isolationist policy will yeah. be what we need. Yeah. And let's more so of it, more, mm. more of it. Bring we have it some on. sort of trade deal with like Samoa that we can just mm. cut ties with. Yeah, we've got mm. a lot of trade deals with a lot of Pacific nations that we should halt immediately. Yeah, mm. I think so. Um, well, if we, want, if, we want, if we want to find a six who can score runs, you know, sort mm. of 45, maybe bowl a couple of overs. Mm. Well, that's why when I've been receiving Clive Palmer's texts, I've been thinking this is good for Australian cricket, at mm. least. <laughs> Fast high-speed rail for us to go between Sydney and Melbourne yes. and Looks winning good, a bit of cricket. That's yeah, true. 300 Ks mm. now. And, and he, his he, wants, he wants to make Australia great again. And his party's called the Pup Party, if, it, if that's not a reference <laughs> to... <laughs> Michael Clark. <laughs> to Clark. <laughs> Every club since Michael Clark has got a guy called Pup. Literally every – anyway. Yeah. All right. Nug at Nugent Pete says, Gentlemen, and I use the term loosely, I'm a former village cricketer of considerable mediocrity that largely retains my place in the side as I had three spare seats in my Commodore wagon for away matches and brought quality snacks for the tea break, i.e. pizza shapes. <clears throat> Pardon me. I give the game away – I gave the game away – when I came to realise that I was spending my weekends fielding for seven hours in the sun in lieu of spending time with my then-wife who was visiting from interstate. But I digress. Now happily remarried with three wonderful children, I'm surprised that I find myself driving past cricket games on the weekend and yearning to play again, despite seeing the desolate looks on the faces of the socially inept young men in the field. Is this some sort of Stockholm syndrome in which I've become imprisoned by cricket's cruel charms, or is this 
my innate and subconscious mechanism for ruining what is otherwise a happy, loving relationship with my family. Your sage, psychological counsel is always appreciated. Kind regards, Nug. Hmm. Cricket as Stockholm Syndrome is a wonderful metaphor we haven't picked up on and we might take it, flog it, and use it for all it's worth. Do you guys ever think about playing again? Yeah, we discussed this the other day. Mm. Uh, I would like to like learn how to bowl leg spin again and come back as a T20 specialist who bowls four overs only mm. of wrongens mm. and and asks the captain for any contributions with the bat to be ignored mm. and f- to only like rise and fall through mm. the grades off the back of leg spin bowling. Edo's any any thoughts about playing any sort of cricket at all? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really a great happy setup. To, um, <laughs> I thought, I thought about it recently, actually. Yeah. I thought about just like, I don't think you can ever get out of it, especially when, no. you, when you watch as much cricket as what we're doing now. Mm. You're just like, yeah, you still feel like yeah. your, your favourite shot. You still see your cover drive. Yeah. You can still feel like how, how like when you hit the perfect drive, it barely feels like you hit anything at all on the yeah. bat. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the perfect hit of heroin. Yeah. 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 It's like the perfect hit it's of heroin. It's like that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just quickly to Nug's mm. question. Um, itself. Itself, uh, rather than our own stuff. Uh, he's obviously an eternal optimist, isn't he? Because he got remarried. A lot of people, you know, get mm. divorced and get sad and angry, but he got remarried. He's mm. now driving past cricket games and thinking about those good times. Mm. He just likes to mm. get back in the action, doesn't he? I think, it's, I think it's a wonderful thing and I think he should embrace it and I think he should come back to cricket. That's the Welcome first back. time we've ever said that. But he's also commented on the, on the faces of the guys in the field and he's called them socially inept. So no, but that's just a knee-jerk reaction. Like he doesn't. Yeah. If he actually went and played with those blokes, he'd then have to be forced to spend time with them, and he wouldn't be saying those things. Also, well, his name is Nug. So this is Nugsy that we that we're talking to. You. What would it take <laughs> for you to come back to cricket, Dave? Yeah, good question. I don't think you can handle a profile now. Like people would know who you are. They don't know who I am. No, they mm. would. They're the fucking great cricketer. Who the fuck do you think you are? Representing are they deaf? me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's, that's what they'd say. Was, and then, like, if you didn't get a hundred, like playing a deaf game. Be like, I'm if, out. You, if you didn't score, if you didn't score a hundred every week, if you didn't score, I started it, but I'm out. <laughs> it's usually it, if you yeah. didn't score hundred every week, you'd be tainted as shit. I just want to play on like the SCG. Uh, oh, like, oh, if oh that's all you want. I just, just want to play on the SCG. Where, Brad, where Bradman played. Yeah, that that would bring me back. Okay. Or yeah. if Gideon Hay needs mid-play. The, the reaction, like the knee-jerk reaction, speaking of knee-jerk reaction, of like grey cricketers dealing with like someone who represents their entire like weekends mm. or, you know, pretends to be anyway, like that would just sledge the fuck out of you. Yeah. Mm. And just like, who, the, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? To speak I'm just for a successful me. entrepreneur, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a businessman. I saw a need, I saw a market, yeah. and I leveraged it. Mm. I've made more money out of this fucking shit heap than you ever have. I'm making money right now, mate. Great. I, uh, j- just before this completely gets that self-indulgent, yeah. I- I'll just, I mean, Shano can decide whether he wants to let this in or not. But mm. um, So on the flight down here this afternoon, uh, yesterday, I mean, um, attractive lady gets on the plane sitting right. in front of me. Right. And then I was thinking like, I, I should talk to her. But she was sitting in front of me, so I'm not going to talk to her on the plane or some sort of psychopath, you know. Tap her on the shoulder from the seat yeah. behind. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, you smell amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Why are you reclining your seat on a domestic flight? So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, get out of the airport there in Melbourne and we're just walking along and I went up to her and I was just like, um, hi, would you mind if I uh, got your number? Uh, I'd like to go for a drink sometime. 
Um, at that moment, uh, a guy walked past me and he said, he goes, and I didn't know who he was. And he came over and he said, uh, I came to the Melbourne show. And uh, he was like, oh, big fan of you guys' work. And um, I was like, oh, that's very kind. This is like while I was like with this girl. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me in my yeah. entire life. Mm, yeah. And, uh, anyway, um, so I got her number. Uh, tried to text her last night. Uh, one digit short. <laughs> <laughs> Just one short, mate. One short. One short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, that's a great cricketer for this week. Thank you very much to Sam Perry, Dave Edwards and our producer, Toby Shane. My name's Ian Higgins. See you next week.